Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lori and Julia here for Ann Tressler and her team at Tressler Law. We've asked Ann to provide us with some tips for people who are going through divorce. One of her tips is to do your homework. Ann, what do you mean by that? When you're going through a divorce proceeding, I tell my clients to remember that knowledge is power. Start by gaining all the basic understanding of your financial situation. Everything from your bank accounts, your retirement accounts, your investment accounts. If you own businesses, start gathering that information. The more information you can relay to your attorney, the better. This is the one thing you can do to prepare for this process. Also do your homework when you're hiring your attorney. Find someone who is a knowledgeable resource and focuses solely on family law. Make sure you trust and like your attorney. They will be the one guiding you through this process and you want to be able to work well together. And this is why you guys offer the free divorce one-hour consultation. The more we can educate you and help you understand the process, the more you're going to feel control, the more you're going to feel empowered. And when it comes to knowing your attorney, this way you're going to get to know us. To learn more or schedule your free one-hour divorce consultation, visit trustlerlaw.com or mytalk keyword divorce. It's going to be a nice, fun, relaxing weekend, guys. I certainly hope so, although I have like 10 plans. I'm so <laughs> double booked. You, you, because you originally you were leaving this weekend because you had to go for something, and then you're like, no. I have to be at a special party tomorrow now. So that's, a, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It keeps changing. I'm She's triple booked. I'm triple booked. She's triple booked. Shout out to Alana and John who are having a girls' weekend too, and they oh, wanted. Good. They just sent us something. I uh, said, we're having one, too. Heck yeah. So you are triple booked. I am. And, you know, I knew when you picked this weekend, I knew I was had to go to Duluth this weekend because I got I to gotta see my dad before I go yes. gallivanting off to the big island. And then all of a sudden, all these other plans And then all these other things are happening. And then, and then you're like, we aren't going to play pickleball. We're going to go on a walk. And I'm like, well, we are playing pickleball. Yeah, yeah I'm then not she's playing Because di- di- I'm just thinking about pickleball. What's going to happen? Well, is that I have it, a friend it, who lives at a cabin real close to you. So, and I haven't seen her in forever. And I'd love to. I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Because the only reason we picked this weekend was because of you. It is not. You have that in your head. This was the weekend that your husband was going out of town, and so it worked best for right. you. Be honest. Oh, be Don't honest. Don't put it on me, Missy. Okay. I was so happy. Do, do people like listening to our little sister? Yeah. Well, well I mean, chat. it's the, the beauty of you two. The you guys stories that you tell yourself sometimes, you were like, this, this is, is the weekend because Jeff's going to be out of town, so it's going to be perfect. This is how Why? you think when you're married. This is how you think yeah. when you're married. Okay. I'm always I'm coming up on a year. Hey. Oh, of knowing even each knowing other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, is that already happened? Yeah. Like you're just even knowing each other. All right, what? Okay. What's happening? So I um was so happy to you know, I 
Sheer is not posting anything right now. She's just in love and with her guy, and she hasn't posted anything. So I've kind of just given up on her. So pretty much my two, I, I have to see what I'm, Madonna's up to, and I like to see, I like to look at Britney's Instagram. And last night, um, Britney Spears, she wrote a note that I was just like, oh. and then she did a clip of the Andy Griffith show. So, you know, somebody helped her do this, maybe even her, you know, I don't know who helped her, but it wasn't, she wasn't doing any spinning or dancing, which is just one of the things she likes to do. It amuses her. I don't think she ever really reads the comments, but I've been really bothered by these, and maybe too since I've read Spare, you know, reading Prince Harry's book, but about how tabloid media just changed the story. They can change the story. And there have been a couple of weeks ago, there was a story that Britney's friends and family were going to do an intervention. And we're like, uh, she just got rid of her damn family. Um, And I don't think Sam is doing an intervention. And on what grounds? And then we had a fans call the police. I mean, Every day there's a story about how fans are concerned about Britney Spears. Well, people are just writing this. So let's just play the Andy Griffith clip, and then I'll read what she's writing to everybody, okay? This is Britney. Mm -hmm. Well, just because somebody said something doesn't mean it has to be printed. You don't circulate stories that are mean and unkind about people. There are too many other stories to put in, nice stories. Paul, when we put in the nice kind of stories, nobody wanted to buy the paper. <laughs> so true. Mm-hmm. So that was the clip. That's just so true. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, and here's what she writes. The constant lies from the media and TMZ have felt like borderline harassment. It's extremely disturbing due to the fact of how incredibly important it is at this time in my life to be supported and respected. Lots of exclamations. Also, the way the news has always spread lies about me is incredibly heartbreaking. I meditate over I meditate over hope and excitement for my future. I've transformed my whole life with the elimination of my conservatorship, and I deserve respect. It's almost embarrassing commenting on this because of how completely outrageous what's being said is. Lots of exclamations. Mm-hmm. It's my right to protect myself from the cruelty of the outside world. And to that, I say, Amen, Brittany. Mm-hmm. And you know, somebody probably helped her write that, but it is I, every day. And that's what we never talk about these stories because I don't believe them. I'm like, they're just making stuff up. Brittany has always been able to get clicks and she's does her little spinning around and dancing. And so what if she's doing an Aussie accent and then that doesn't mean she's cracking up. Does anyone else look at anybody's Instagram and go, I mean, I was swanning around here last week. I mean, and no, people thought when you were doing lady exercise that you were drugged last March. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people were clearly concerned about you. But, but people don't realize like what a joy it is to do Instagram See? acting. Yeah. I understand, Brittany. So there you <laughs> go. I'm gearing up for it again. Yes, you are. Yeah, I just, awesome. I have no desire. So, anyway, but I get it. Yeah. And it just feels like I'm just like, oh, these stories every day. If you I look at any because, of the tablets. I'm going to tell you why. I think because. No, I'll tell you why. Because she's been clicks and sales for a long Long time. No, but I'm going to extrapolate from um, a fan perspective, okay? Not a media perspective. I think um, 
people wanted her once this conservatorship was over to go back to being Britney Spears to touring. Whatever, to, but what I'm is just, that? but I'm just telling yeah. you what a fan. Okay, but fans don't get to rule what people understood one hundred percent. So people know, have I, different expectations. But the fans aren't making this. Up. I understand this. This is the media. But you know, so if the media is making up those headlines, the fan can follow it yeah. because. Britney's not doing what, as a fan, we wanted her to do. I didn't have any. Did you want her to get back out and tour? I sure I, didn't. I guess what I had hoped for her, Lori, I don't know about touring, but I'd hoped that she could, you know, I feel like her relationship with her son is, sons is not good right now. You don't know that? Well. You don't know that, though. Okay, fine. You we don't heard, know we that. We heard them talk about it. Right, but you don't know that. Well, we don't know a lot of things. But what I'm what I am saying, Julia, is that I don't buy this thing. The media is just making up crap. Yes. Yeah. But I just think it's easier to follow along because she's not doing what people expect. I don't. I don't know that. I think that her fans didn't know what to expect. But she. I've heard a lot of people comment: "Is she's twirling again? She's twirling again? She's twirling again?" But we never talk about it because I don't want to. Yeah, but so what? Right. She can tour all the time. That's right. Yeah. I mean, she hasn't been able to live, do what she wanted to do, you know, mm-hmm. in 13 years. How would any of us oh. be after 13 years of confinement like I that? I can't even imagine a week. Not having <laughs> your car keys, <laughs> not no, being I able to have your cash imagine. card, not being able to make a travel arrangement, not being able to go on a girl's can't weekend. can't imagine. Yeah, so I just say leave Brittany alone. Well, we usually do. Yeah, we do. Yep. And I like that about us I because <laughs> I I don't want to go there. But all right, but that is a really a great way of saying it. You know, using Andy Griffith. Yeah, but it is so true that made up headlines every day. Yep. I just like go over them. Just like leave Britney alone. Where yeah. is that Canadian kid when we need him again? Remember that. That Leave was the, Britney Britney alone. Alone. That was the whole start of the Free Britney movement, was right. it? Around that time, I it believe really he was. was. Yeah. yeah, it really was. All right, <sighs> wow. All We're right. gonna come back, and we have random thoughts. Okay, people, what are you doing? Are you thinking about buying a house? I mean, we've talked to some of the younger people that work around our office, and they're like, rents are so outrageous right now but yet it's hard to save for a home because you're paying so much money in rent right and so it's kind of this dilemma but you know that's a perfect time really to call first equity and find out what are my options how does it look what do i need to really be focused on with saving and that sort of thing um because you don't know what you don't know that's right depends on what your income is you know where you're looking you could be eligible for uh loan opportunities that you don't know anything about because you think oh there's just uh, like you know one or two kinds of uh, loans but there's not there's a lot of incentives and other things that can come into play and um also you know coming into play when you're getting uh uh, getting a new home is your credit report and they'll just walk through you with everything you need to do. Go to my talk keyword David to get started with First Equity. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, very, very randomly, um, it is the 30th anniversary of the movie Grumpy Old Men. Oh, wow. Which was filmed in Faribault, Minnesota mm-hmm. and Wabasha, Minnesota. And um, it came out on Christmas Day, December 25th of 1993. And this weekend is the Grumpy Old Men Festival that starts today. And it's happening in Wabasha, Minnesota, which is about 75 
miles south of here along the river. Yeah. So past Red Wing and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I just thought I'd find out a couple, a little grumpy old man yes. trivia Margaret, facts. And Margaret. Trudeau and Jacqueline. John Gusterson. <laughs> Here's a little scene. Have you seen him? Man's crazy. <laughs> Loco. Always hanging out around those kinky strip bars. You know, the ones where the men take their clothes off? Oh, <laughs> He's saying that right in front of him while the tax collector's looking right. for him. I love it. Oh, um, those two. John Lithgow. Oh, God. It was, so Jack Lemon and Jack Walter Lemon. Matthau, and Walter. they had been in about five or six different movies together. They were in the odd couple together famously. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. They were um, Buddy Buddy, the front page, um, the odd couple two. And I just... I'll never forget the first time I personally feel like I met Walter Matthau on the screen was the Bad News, bad Bears. News Bears. yeah. And he, he was, was the so coach. Great. You and met you met Walter? No, no just I just... Oh, like, on the screen. Just, on the screen. Yes. Just when he was a coach, yes. yes. Just yes. fell for his facial expressions and how curmudgeon-y he was. And just... He looks like a basset hound. I he mean, did. He, he does. does. He's he did. Got, he's got that face and you just the jowl, instantly the drop. feel kind of uh, fond. Totally. Oh, like, he him. would be the best... Grandpa, uncle, or neighbor. Yeah, I mean, right. So, <laughs> neighbor for sure. Uh, right. Originally, when they um, were going to put together the film Grumpy Old Men, they wanted Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Uh, um, they weren't speaking at the time. <laughs> to play the roles of John and Max. Mm-hmm. But they declined because Dean Martin was in bad health. And he ended up, um, which prevented him from taking the role. And he actually yeah. died in December of 19. 19- 95 so he was he was failing yeah. so they he didn't do it um this was the actually jack lemon and walter Matthau did 10 movies together wow and after filming the movie in minnesota's freezing temperatures walter Matthau was hospitalized with double pneumonia oh my gosh mm-hmm. um both of jack lemon and walter Matthau, and jack lemon's another funny one his i mean these are two like classic it would be yeah. fun to do like a fun movie weekend just watching their movies because they were so great. Oh, they were fantastic. And even the the father of Jack, the guy who plays Jack Lemmon's father oh. in these movies, the old... Oh. Burgess Meredith. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Well, he's uh, from Rocky. Yes, he, he is. is. Yes, Rocky's he is. trainer. Yes. yes, and he has the famous line where he tells the kid, the daughter, the granddaughter, he goes, well... You can wish in one hand, and you can crap in the other, yeah, and sure. see which one fills up first. <laughs> That's a grandpa. It's totally. And, the, and that was Daryl Hannah. Oh, oh, it was. Yeah. Right. So they they thought the movie was not going to be anything big, and it was a huge success. I think it cost like $35 million to make. And I'm surprised it, it even cost that much. Yeah. It ended up making like $70 million and other things that it's listed in America Film Institute's 2000 list of best films ever. There's a lot of them in there. But here's something, Lori, for you. Walter Matthau and Margaret and Burgess Meredith all had worked with Elvis Presley in three separate films. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Walter Matthau was in King Creole mm-hmm. um, and was ev- obviously Viva mm-hmm. Las Vegas. And... Um, Stay Away Joe, Burgess Meredith was in in 1968. I do not remember that one. I don't either. I don't at all. Anyway, if you want to go down there, they're having a big festival. But Very I just cool. thought it was fun to visit. But I just, Walter, Matt, both those guys were so classic. Classic, classic. Okay, now, oh, here's a good uh, one last thing. So they had, when they did Grumpy Old Men 2, everybody came back except for these guys. Ozzie Davis, Buck Henry, and Christopher McDonald. 
They were the only supporting cast men- members that didn't come back to the sequel because Avi Ozzy Davis, um, his character of Chuck that died he in the passed. film, he yeah. Died yeah. In the film yeah. yeah. He was, the, he was the owner of the bait shop, if you'd want to remember God, correctly. How do you he, remember this? Oh, this these two movies. Well, yeah, I Did remember. you see him a million times? A million times. I mean, this was, you know, I was a kid, 93. I was nine years old, and this was all about Minnesota, and my parents loved it. We went to it movies a, every it, weekend. It was a movie you could watch, watch with, with your, your parents. parents. Yes, yes. Your I mean, parents, and, then, so. and then as you get older, you appreciate it as a kid, and you appreciate it even more as an adult. Yeah. Oh, my God. And why wasn't Buck Henry? Because did he write the first one? No. Oh, I thought he Buck did. Henry, you said? Yeah. yeah there was a Buck Henry, he was he Schneider. It. What was his character? All right, here's what happened. His character of Elliot Schneider was the IRS agent in the film. Oh, yes. Well, that, who was that, also the nemesis of Jack Lemmon. That plot went away because he met um, Anne Margaret. Yes, he did. Who paid for all of his, got his taxes yes. bill taken away. Yep. So that plot line went away. Yep, there yeah. you go. All right. all right, well, there you go. You know more about it than I knew. I love this movie. I, I kind of love that you know that. This story I thought would make you kind of smile. Adam Levine. Uh-huh. He's, <laughs> he's suing a classic car dealership for allegedly selling him a fake Maserati. Well, nobody could. I'm so, I mean, I'm not too bad, but Adam, it doesn't surprise me that you fell for a fake Maserati. Exactly. Okay? That you spent a million dollars. You're such a bro. You just took somebody's word and you spent a million dollars on a car. Mm-hmm. And then you found out when you brought it to a car show that it was fake 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what happened? Kind of. Kind of. Oh, All right, here, if you, you know, Cocaine Bear is coming out today. And people said, just go along for the ride and it's enjoyable. That's what kind of the reviewers, Chris Hewitt hated it. Yeah. Well, I it, don't think that was Chris Hewitt's review. I think it was the Associated Press. Oh, okay. Because it was just a one star. They didn't like the it. Room, and they hated it. It's mixed. Yeah, it is mixed, but just go with it. I kind of was reading in Variety. Um, go with it and don't think I've too heard deeply. It's better than snakes on a plane, but not oh, anything close to a Jaws. No, there you go. <laughs> but you can re- visit. I'm waiting for cocaine whale. The real cocaine bear is at a mall in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's you know this is based on a true story in 1985 when a drug um, kingpin tried to abandon his malfunctioning malfunctioning plane with 75 pounds of cocaine strapped to his body mm-hmm. and parachuted down and uh, to the Chatta, how do you say that? Chattahoochee? Chattahoochee National Forest in Georgia. He died? He died. And then the bear came along and ate all the cocaine. And then he died. Yeah, right. Of course. And you can see the real Pablo Escobar, they called him. Oh, God. <laughs> because they stuffed him and put him on display, but he was stolen. He changed hands some, a few times. One of his owners was country star Waylon Jennings. Oh, yeah, yeah. I and think so, we talked about that a little bit when we first heard about heard this Heard about movie. this. So now he's Coming back. Out. Okay, so he's back in the state where... He's back. Where he was born. He's back <laughs> in the state where he was born. He is... And if you want to have a happy job, they came out with a poll of some of the happiest job. I only have page one. Okay. Um, but basically, there's a new list. Our most job? satisfying careers. Okay. A physical job, therapist... Right? A physical therapist, people, every physical, I'm in physical therapy more than I like. Yeah. But they're all happy. They all love their jobs. And I always ask them, do you love their jobs? Mm-hmm. A second on the list is firefighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can vouch for that. The, the you know, the camaraderie and just you're saving people's lives. You're doing good. Casey said it's the greatest job in the world. Yeah. That's how he felt about being a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Greatest job in the world. 
And I think every firefighter I've ever met have said the same thing. said the same thing. Now, teacher, this one is surprising me because we've heard of this mass exodus after COVID. Either people love it when they and stay forever or get into it and think, oh, my gosh, what am I doing here? But those are the big ones. Yeah. If people are thinking about what to be when they grow up, do something you love. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Talk show host did not make the list. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> there's very few people that actually have the job. Otherwise, more people would be on And the us. fact that you guys, 20 years, that is, in, in any business, in, you know, broadcasting, that's an amazing feat for you guys. Oh, you know, man. That's I love awesome. how you two are well, fun. You're it's so true. Your lightning in a bottle doesn't happen every day, Grant. That's there right. you go. That's there right. you go. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for Hammernick's Interior Solutions. And a friend of mine... Uh, just got back from uh, being gone for about 10 days. I said, what you doing at your vacation? She's like, I had new carpeting installed from Hammernex. Well, I love that. So they yeah. came in and did it. You while they did were... that while you were on vacation, too. You yeah, your with the countertops. Yeah. And, yeah, it was so seamless and easy. And, you know, we knew that we could trust Hammernex, you know, with our keys and mm-hmm. doing everything and cleaning up and all of that. And she just said, even though they told us that they could, it's so seamless, she said, we sat with the dog, and my mom had that dog, and then the kids. She said it just seemed like a easier, perfect. And she said they were so nice about, you know, they move all the furniture, they take care but of everything, the, like to work within her dates. It has oh, to be sure. done then. They're like, no problem, we'll be able to do that piece of cake. You love that because they've got them on staff. That's great, customer and they service. have great pricing, twelve percent up front discount on all in stock flooring. Go to Hammernix on the east and the west side of town. All right, let's get okay, at it. Okay, so Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, they were together for two years, and they officially broke up in November of last year. But they continued to keep up, you know, the dating through the absolute shambolic oh. press tour of Don't yep, Worry yep, Darling, yep. Uh, including Harry just pretty much ignoring Olivia at every turn. But anyway... <laughs> And she seemingly making her long-term plans going along. But anyway, Weird, Weird People magazine. Who's bit? Who's in? Who is is Olivia Wilde? Olivia Wilde. But she's not on the cover. No, she's not. But they, Olivia, multiple, uh, a good, a source tells people, so that means Olivia's publicist, Mm -hmm. I think, that um, Olivia is focused on her kids and co-parenting with Jason she and Harry are good friends. There's no animosity whatsoever. Plus, she's got many different directing projects in the works. I'm gonna look it up to see what she has. No, Julia, please tell me and speak. Do not, do not. But why are they even posting this? Well, this is this is the. It's been three months right. since they broke up. Nobody was asking uh, for this. Um, I think. I mean. Think about it. Why is she this press tour? Don't for for one thing, laugh yeah. out loud. She has got many different directing projects in the work. I would say the one place that Olivia Wilde hurt herself is in the director's seat. One hundred percent with this, this movie. With this movie, it's such a bomb. Well, and the, the production, the press tour was so bad, and also the fact that Florence Pugh absolutely hates her guts to the point where the studio took Florence's side Mm -hmm. and actress over the director in charge of $70 million. Isn't that crazy? I mean, you got to really think about that. They took the actress's side. It was that blatant. It was that bad. It was so known 
they be, you know, and, and I don't, nothing to do with, you know, I don't the care that she, she just, yeah, Florence hates her. And oh, she, the studio you- sided with her. So I got to believe that Olivia's publicist just, hey, let's just get your name out there, you know, in a positive way. I don't, Harry doesn't even call her. No, okay. And I really. He's totally done with it. They are not friends. Yes, if they ran into each other, he'd be friendly, but he's not. What did she call it? She's still good friends. You're not good friends. With your lover that you were planning on moving to London and living with your and bringing your kids, oh, he said no, dear. he didn't want that. So you don't remain good friends, Grant. Am I right? I mean, never. When, no, never. You just don't, you know, because he's he's Harry Styles. Well, and not only that, but the, her kids are little. I know they. He are. doesn't want to be Mm-mm. Uncle Harry. No, you know what I mean. Okay, here's another one. Um, this guy was a fitting room goat for this movie. Any idea who the quote unquote fitting room goat would be? Is it for the Nike movie? The goat, like the best, the greatest Fit, person? Fitting, yeah, like the, the greatest, greatest person. ever. Okay, a fitting, greatest of all time. A fitting room goat. Think of a movie that might have had a lot of costume opportunities. Babylon. A lot of changes from Elvis. one. That's oh. right. Austin Butler is the fitting room goat, according to <laughs> Catherine Martin, because they did. They had 9,000 individual outfits for this. 9,000? They give the big cast, you know, people in the audience. Sure, 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 sure. Every person okay. on that set is dressed. Wow. Butler had nearly 100 costume changes, including mm. Bill Ballou, the late costume designer Bill Ballou, who did Elvis's jumpsuits. They worked with the jumpsuit maker who was like the apprentice under Bill Ballou, and he now makes these things. So 100 costume changes uh, for him, for Austin Butler. And she said, she said, we had to find the right fabric in terms of what draped and what was going to wiggle beautifully. And Austin was that's funny. The fitting room goat because he had to do so many fittings with so many different pants and stretchy, heavy outfits. He was so nice and so hardworking and so patient. He didn't you know Could you imagine him with all the press he's done? And I know this is hard because everybody in front of a camera acts differently, but I can't see him being an ego and blowing up, you oh, know. This is what my mom says to me every time we talk about Austin Butler and we see him on something. He is such a nice young man. man. Yeah. And he she truly just is. said his mom did him right. Yeah. She's yeah. just and and I know she always wants to add just, you know. Like Elvis. Okay, well, here's here's the thing about him. Remember, he he would melt Haagen-Dazs and drink it. Yeah, that was good. To to gain the weight. Wasn't that the Zac Efron diet? Or whose diet did he copy for that? There was somebody he mimicked for that. I know. Was it The Rock? He did say... I can't remember. I can't remember either. Mm -mm. And I just threw that out like yesterday because I keep my papers forever. But the thing about him is that he... um, He's so skinny in real life. Oh, they always yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. They always are. They're yeah. always underweight. Yep. Madonna and her 23-year-old boy toy, Andrew Darnell, are done, and she's in the midst of, quote, unquote, a crisis of confidence. 
Well, I didn't know that she'd had another guy, but of course it doesn't surprise me. But when I look at the photo of him, he looks like one of her adopted kids. He's so much. He's 23. He's a baby. She's 64. Madonna, you wouldn't have a crisis of confidence. Follow Cher. Find yourself a 36-year-old. A 37-year-old. someone mid-30s, at least. Uh, Get out of the um, 20s now. Get out of the 20s, because any person, except for... Well, men don't ever have a crisis of confidence, but they... The woman, the 23 show, the 23... You don't want to be with somebody, uh, you know? I don't know. And apparently he's left her for a dancer, you know, 23-year-old. Imagine that. I, imagine that. Oh, yeah. well, he's sick of being bossed around. He's mm-hmm. sick of being told what to do. He, the the luster is worn off being with Madonna. Yeah, I don't think she's hard. I don't think she's like in love with them. But I think it does take. A, I, I know I could not. I I I I would be my confidence would be at an all time oh. low if I was dating a twenty three year old. Oh. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle. I couldn't handle anything about it, uh, mostly because I don't want to be reminded of my age. Right. And I know. And so Mm -hmm. I would be constantly reminded, whereas if I was with somebody that was a little bit older anyway, it wouldn't be so drastic. Oh, I would go crazy. That's too drastic. That's too young. Plus, they have good eye vision and they see everything. (laughs) I mean, I'm so grateful Jeff can't see. Seriously, I'm turning into the bearded lady, and I'm thinking I'm so lucky he can't see any of this. Right. (laughs) So funny. But anyway, Madonna, just move on to a man toy in his 30s. By the way, it was Ryan Gosling's diet for lonely bones that he copied. The drinking of ice cream.